not so complicated When moments meet as one Are you ready to part the veil And write a new beginning to this tale Rise it up I see creation from the sky I'm learning to fly Rise it up I see creation from Hello, everybody, and welcome to this short discourse on returning to the search for para-Urantian phenomenon. As many of you know, I have been a reader of the Arantia book, or what is called the Arantia Papers, for uh, probably six or seven years now, uh, possibly eight, and um I wanted to start this ITC research paranormal investigation research channel uh, not only speaking to spirits of the so-called deceased but also to see if I could connect with other spiritual beings like angels or what the Arantia book calls midway beings. I wanted to take ITC research to a different level with this channel, a different direction of research that hopefully would prove interesting and beneficial for all of us. Now, if you're not sure what the Urantia book is, and this is the first time you're hearing about this, I will explain what that is in an encapsulated form in just a moment so people understand what it is that I'm talking about. But uh, suffice to say, uh, being a reader of the book for between six and eight years now, uh, it's quite a large volume, and there is a lot of information in the Arantia book. It gives us a very broad cosmology. What is God? Who is God? What are all the different beings or classes of angels that he has created? And what is their function in the universe? And the Arantia book not only speaks of our universe, but universes, plural, that there's many out there and that there is life in other worlds. And there's all these different angelic beings that have different functions in helping to run the universe with the energy circuits, the gravity circuits, the ministry to creatures of uh, mortal time and space which we are here on planet earth the Arantia book speaks about the afterlife what is the resurrection from the dead it speaks about the lost teachings of Jesus Christ and as I said it's 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 quite a large volume and I've read it 
through cover to cover uh, a few times or so, but you're always picking up new information, new things. Just like when you read the Bible, there are things that you catch and then there are things that you know you may not notice or doesn't really grab your attention until you're on your third or fourth or fifth read. You know, I've been reading the Bible for uh, decades now. I must have read it cover to cover I don't know how many times. And there's still things that catch my attention that that just light up my mind and my and my spirit and I say wow I never saw that before I never realized that before and it's the same with the Urantia book and if you may recall uh, a couple of months back I had this channel uh, I called it the spirit side in search of Perry Urantian activity and I paused that research for uh, I think uh, maybe a couple of months now because in reading through the Arantia book for the I don't know how many times now I've, I've, I've caught some things that like with the Bible you stop and you say I don't know about that and you know you have to put a pin in it you have to research you question it you look for answers you ask the most brilliant of minds you read any literature you can to get clarity on things that uh, may not be clear or may not strike you, um, you know, as being 100% correct. And that's what I did with these passages. And I did, uh, if you will, exonerate uh, the Arantia book. And uh, I, I do want to return this channel to the spirit side in search of Perioranchian phenomenon. Uh, I think this is important work. I think it's work that will help to hopefully enlighten all of us, enlighten me as I do this research, as I partake in uh, in these sessions, and hopefully to you, the listener, as you listen to them and ponder and understand uh, what it is that I'm I'm trying to do here. You know, my whole motto in life, and I've been a spiritual person all my life, even before I knew what religion was or knew the word God or knew about Jesus or Christianity. Uh, many of you have heard my story. I've always had this sense of something greater, something bigger, something unseen something very protective and loving that was always watching over me in my life. And this goes back, I, I have memories of having this feeling when I was three, four years old, you know, uh, even uh, I think younger than that, and I didn't have a word for it, I didn't have a label for it. So my whole idea as I was introduced to religion, and religion tried to discourage me of these ideas that I had since I was very young, this connection that I had when I was very young. I've always been in search of as much truth as I could possibly get in this particular world because I knew that loving presence was watching over us all. We all came from it and to it we shall return. So when I'm reading books like, you know, the Arantia book or even the Bible sometimes, I 
I come across things that just strike me that say, I, I don't know. It doesn't, as they say, resonate within my heart, within my soul, as being 100% true about God. And for somebody that like me that can be a little bit... Um, a little bit uh, manic about this kind of thing, you know, what is truth, uh, a little bit uh, anal, you know, if you will, about these things. It's it's easy for me to read something that doesn't strike me right and go, this whole thing is full of crap, you know. Um, but I've come to realize, and, and I know this over the years, that uh, as shocking as it may be for some people to hear, we don't have any perfect scriptures on this earth as much as we want to say that we do or believe that we do uh, we have some that are closer than others but even our bibles have been tampered with in some ways and you know if not in the writings themselves in the way we perceive those writings. And I've said this many times uh, about the Bible. The early Christians saw the Bible as mostly um, an allegorical text that contained very deep spiritual truth. Uh, the whole idea of the Bible being the literal, infallible, inerrant word of God. Uh, this is generally what is called literalism, biblical literalism. And it's not very old. It's uh, I think it's less than a hundred years old. Uh, it might even be like just around 50 years old. It's, it's not it's not that old that you know biblical literalism was born, but it was not what the early Christian communities believed about the scriptural writings uh, they actually had um, a saying that survived in you know orthodox and catholic circles that say the the book is uh, the bible is a divinely inspired book written by fallible men and they knew that it had mistakes they knew that it had mistranslations they know that sometimes personal or cultural opinions bled into what was being written you know and when we look at the writings of uh, Paul some of the things that he said about you know women not being allowed to teach in the church and you know so on and so forth and ideas about predestination um, so you know we really don't have any perfect a to Z, A to Z, every jot and tittle scriptures on our planet. As much as we want to uh, believe there are. And I believe there's a reason for that. Because look how dogmatic we are about the books that we do have. And some people even make idols out of them. You know, many Muslims, I mean, they worship the Quran. The Quran is divine. This book came from heaven. There's a copy of the Quran in heaven. And Muslims believe in the last days the Quran will be, uh, it's kind of like the Christian rapture. The Quran will be taken up into heaven and not exist on the earth anymore. So people will not have that, um, that access 
to the perfect literal divine truth. So we, we make idols and fetishes out of our books. And we as human beings make idols and fetishes out of a lot of things. You know, the bones are very uh, holy and, and, and saintly people different relics you know we, we we make the these idols out of them even church buildings you know the the churches are oh this is it's so sacred you know like it is god himself certain lands are considered sacred and we're always you know, there's people always having wars and fights over them so we have that problem now uh, what kind of problem would we have if we had a literal A to Z instruction book telling us, telling us exactly everything we needed to do? We would be spiritual and religious automatons. You know, we would have no free will. We would have no imagination to think and commune with God. It would be A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And, you know, no, no room to have that personal relationship or personal experience outside of those writings and I don't feel personally that that's what God intended with any book that we have in our possession so all that being said getting back to the um, the Arantia book uh, I had read a couple of things that that kind of struck me and I said ah you know I don't know and I don't want to present this you know, I don't want to. I don't want to get involved in that kind of resource, research, or present this to people if there's a problem. You know, where it's really falling into some serious uh, error or problems here. And uh, you know, again, I in in my opinion, uh, I found that it's not. So I want to return to that uh, search for periorantian uh, phenomenon. And that is not only connecting with spirits of the deceased, but higher spirits, those higher celestial angelic spirits that have different names in the Arantia book. Because I've always believed and based on my personal experience, those beings are around us and they're not there to answer our beck and call anytime we need them because again then we would make an idol or a fetish out of them we wouldn't learn anything oh having a problem well i don't need to think i don't need to reason it out i don't need to use logic and education and faith and morality to get myself out of this fix all i got to do is ask god to send an angel you know or some high celestial being and Poof, the genie in the lamp shows up and, and everything's okay. Uh, that is not what God intended with these beings. So it's even questionable at times if and will they will come through during these sessions. I feel that we've had some interesting responses thus far with that kind of thing. So I want to pursue this kind of um, research. But for those of you who may be asking, well, what the heck is the Arantia book? Now, I'm going to encapsulate this um, briefly because there's, there's a lot to this story. This uh, started uh, as they date it back in the 1930s 
with a psychologist by the name of William Sadler and his wife Lena, who and they lived in Chicago. William Sadler was again he was a psychologist. Um, he actually uh, did not believe in psychics or spiritualism or anything of that nature. He actually wrote uh, a book. I think it was called uh, something like the the mischief of the human mind or the human mind mischief. And he debunked a lot of uh, so-called psychic and spiritual or spiritual ex- experiences. So he wasn't a believer in these things to start out with. Uh, he was uh, a debunker. But one evening, uh, a knock comes on his door. He and his wife were living in a temporary residence, waiting for their house in Chicago to be, uh, I guess they were having a, a house built, as I recall, and they were just finishing it off, getting the, the new residence ready, and they were in a temporary residence. And uh, a knock came to the door, and there was a neighbor. And uh, William Sadler's wife if I recall correctly, was also she was a nurse. And they asked, the, the neighbor asked if Dr. Sadler and his wife would come look at her husband because he falls into this sleep and she can't wake him up. So they go downstairs, they they check the guy out and, you know, they're, they're kind of monitoring this phenomenon and you know having him visit different doctors and they're not finding anything wrong with him and uh you know eventually long story short the the man begins to speak he's like in this this sleep state and he's speaking and what he's saying is that there is the voice of a celestial visitor speaking through him and now William Sadler believes he's being hoaxed. This man is trying to uh, pull some kind of hoax or some kind of uh, psychic fraud uh, thing on him. So the uh, investigations go on. Uh, and again, long story short, uh, suddenly out of nowhere, these papers, which are now the Arantia book or the Arantia papers, these papers begin to appear. And William Sadler had a handwriting analysis done, of course, on himself, his wife, uh, the man who was asleep, his wife, anybody who had any connection with this, uh, this group, with this phenomenon. And it was found that the handwriting analysis did not match anyone's handwriting that these papers were written in and it got down to William Sadler and others because William Sadler had put together this forum eventually to read these papers to study them what are they saying what what is this where are they coming from and there was William Sadler and others who would spy 24 7 on this man who was uh, the sleeping subject they call him was he writing the papers and they could find no evidence that he or anyone he knew or anyone was delivering these papers to the man uh it was quite uh quite a mystery 
and it appeared and it was said at the end of this research that these papers were just manifesting that they had no human author that these were actually manifested by um, angelic beings to give a, a new and comprehensive revelation to mankind about the person of God, this wide um, cosmology that's explained in the Arantia book. And now when people first hear that, oh yeah, these, these papers, they've, they've, they've just appeared. And they'll kind of, you know, I've talked to some people about the Arantia book and they'll kind of have a, a smirk and kind of like, yeah, yeah, sure. But what they don't realize is that A, this phenomenon is spoken of in the Bible in Daniel chapter 5 when it's King Belshazzar is having a feast. And uh, during the feast he calls for, this was after his father Nebuchadnezzar had uh, raided Jerusalem, you know, raided Israel, took all the things out of the temple, um, you know, enslaved the Israelites. And um, they were having the feast, and King Belshazzar said, "Oh, bring, bring, bring the silver and the gold, you know, the chalices and and the dishware that were taken from the Jewish temple, you know, and put them on the table for the feast." And uh, during this feast, it says that a a what looked like a finger appeared and wrote a message to the king on the wall, and it was not a very uh, good message and it frightened the king but this is actually a phenomenon uh, known in Christian spiritualism as independent writing and independent writing is a writing that will be produced by spiritual entities unseen by the human eye and in the early inceptions of spiritualism, and a lot of people, especially in Christianity, they they say, oh, that's New Age, it's satanic. They, they don't understand spiritualism or that it was very uh, Christian-oriented in its inception. Most of the early spiritualists were very devout Christians. And they looked through the Bible to substantiate the phenomenon that they were experiencing and spiritualism is is looked at as not only a religion and a philosophy but a science uh, in many ways they were some of the first paranormal investigators gathering proof for an afterlife a spirit world and that dealt with mediumship automatic writing very um, closed quarter experiments with psychic and spiritual phenomenon. And in the early experiments, uh, very closed experiments in spiritualism, independent writing was something that was demonstrated numerous times, as well as putting empty film from, you know, an old camera in a... Uh, a suitcase or a case sealing it up and there would be images on the film when they took it out 
showing that spirit influenced you know the paper or the film and imprinted words and imprinted images and again these were not people uh, who were playing a hoax these were people that were very educated questioned spiritualism conducted these experiments found it to be true found it to be legitimate were very surprised at the results and then themselves became spiritualists and so when we look at the case of the finger writing in Daniel chapter 5 that would be a case of independent writing or spirit producing writing or words without the help of um, a human being and so the Arantia book would then said to, said to be produced by the phenomenon of independent writing because it was words translated to a page with seemingly no human author. If you would like to read more about the Arantia book and its history, I would suggest reading the history of the Arantia papers by Larry Mullins. Uh, this is said to be the most honest um, commentary on the origin of the Arantia papers, the pros and the cons, the problems and the contradictions, as well as the truth of you know how these papers allegedly uh, manifested. Now. The Arantia book is not going to be for everyone because it does tip over uh, a few sacred cows that we have in our Orthodox uh, Christian religion and worldview. I'm not uncomfortable with that because in very uh, in-depth studies of religions, plural, many religions I've studied over the years, uh, Christianity taking uh, a very big deep, deep dive into it because that's the foundation of my personal faith and being a stickler for truth you know that was my thing you know am I just believing this because I was told to or is there any truth to this whatsoever needless to say I still have that uh, that Christian foundation even though other times I uh was sorely tested um, and that by sadly the Christian community that made me want to walk away from the faith but you know I got back on the horse over time and continued my studies and done a very deep dive into early Christianity early Christian communities what they believed and uh, some of it is actually quite different than what we are handed by our religious leaders. And some of the ideas in the Arantia book are not new. They're actually ideas that were held by some early uh, Christian sects and communities. So I'm quite comfortable um, looking at alternative ideas it doesn't shake my faith it doesn't 
make me want to go out and, you know, follow some crazy religion. I'm very comfortable with that. There may be other people uh, that find that uncomfortable. And if you're one of those people, I would say, you know, certainly don't read the Arantia book. It's a heavy read in part. Some of it's very simple. Some of it's very thick and wordy and um, complex and it takes some reading and rereading and thinking and digesting to understand what it's saying. Uh, but I think there's a lot of things in that book that they resonate for me. And that's why I read it, because I've never read these things anywhere else. But there are things and thoughts that I had about God, the afterlife the soul, the evolution of the soul from now into into eternity uh, that I, you know, I've always thought about, and there they are in the Arantia book. Um, so that kind of makes it a very interesting read for me. Now, the Arantia book is not supposed to be an infallible text. It never claims to be. In fact, the Revelators is what uh, readers of the Arantia book call the angelic beings that produce the papers through this process of independent writing. These uh, beings in the writings have noted that the Arantia book is really a compilation of the best human ideas and philosophies about God that we have here on planet Earth. But they are tweaked and added to for clarification and things uh, revealed as God allows them to reveal it about himself, about the cosmos, about angels, about the afterlife. Um, but it's not a book that tells us everything. The Arantia book tells us when it speaks of outer space, the cosmos, that many of the ideas are presented in what they knew back then, in the, you know, the 1930s and 40s, and um, probably the, the early 1950s, because the book wasn't published until 1955. But these ideas will be, they will change as our science grows and evolves because they weren't allowed to go and, and just give us a whole uh, big cosmology of things we didn't know yet. But yet there are some things when it speaks of the cosmos uh, that are different than what they knew back then. And they turned out to be true. They're almost uh, prophetic. But it is not, uh, it's a very interesting read, but it is not an infallible scripture. It's not meant to take the place of the Bible. And it makes that very clear. The way I understand the Arantia book as I read it and studied it and read people who read it longer than I have and wrote books about it and papers about it and blogs about it and you know all this kind of thing uh they said that the book was mainly meant for the individual it was never meant to have um, a church or clergy 
or somebody in charge. It is the book for the individual to read and to help them on their spiritual growth path. The Arantia book doesn't try to convert anybody to any kind of religion. It makes clear if, if you believe in the most primitive version of God and Christianity, but you're seeking to do the best you can and do the will of God in your life, then that is fine. And, and God loves you and respects you for that. I'm paraphrasing, of course. But it's not trying to talk anybody out of their religion or denomination. I feel that the Arantia book goes uh, very closely with a lot of things in the Bible and, and, and a lot of things that I personally believe and have believed for many, many years. Uh, again, before I even read the Bible. And then years when I read the Bible, you know, I had these, like I said, thoughts and ideas that I never read anywhere else. So these were kind of confirmed to me in these writings. So this, in short, is why um, I feel comfortable and now I want to return to uh, the spirit side in search of Perioranchian phenomenon. I had put that on pause and just made it the spirit side for a while while I did my own studies and research and talked to people and got things straight. But now I'm ready to resume that research. Um, you know, I never want to bring you guys anything that's false. I certainly don't want anything false in my life. I don't want to bring misinformation. And there may be people out there, and I know there are some Christians that listen to my show, and when I mention the Arantia book, they know what it is, and they'll go, oh, that's Satan's Bible, but that's a great misunderstanding of what it is. And, uh, you know, we're all, we're all individuals. And we all have the free will to make the choice. I see people read the Arantia book and they abandon the Bible. I don't think that's wise. I see people read other books and abandon the Bible, abandon Christ, abandon anything to do with the Christian faith. Again, I don't think that's uh, particularly the most wise uh, choice to make. But I find... Uh, you know, a level of truth in the Arantia book. And maybe one day I'll talk about what those things are that I always believe that are talked about there that makes, um, you know, the Arantia papers uh, have that level of truth to me for me. But do I believe every single thing that's in it? Absolutely not. Do I agree with every single thing that's in it? Absolutely not. But that also goes for the Bible. Do I agree with every single thing that's written in the Bible, especially those things in the Old Testament that can get uh, kind of bloody and uh, genocidal and, you know, all that type of thing? Um, you know, of course, you know, I have I have different ideas and um, opinions about that, you know, and I'm not necessarily uh, in agreement uh, with those things. And I think that's okay. Because again, early Christians saw the Bible as mostly allegory. Uh, even a, a lot of people in the Jewish community see their scriptures as allegory. I've had a lot of Jewish friends, uh, very great 
educated, smart people over the years, and I've asked them, do you guys take your scriptures literally? And all of them that I've talked to said no. Most, most, there are literalists like there are in Christianity, but for the most part, it's seen as an allegory containing spiritual truths that are, you know, universal. And, um, You know, perhaps those things we disagree with are just being interpreted in such a way that we're not fully understanding because we're making something allegorical, literal. And we do. And I just want to leave this one with you. The And I've said this many times in my podcast, uh, the story of Adam and Eve. We, in modern Christianity and literalism, say Adam and Eve were real people early Christians said it was an allegory showing, you know, the fall of man through these, uh, you know, this wrong choice that humankind made. So, you know, take that for what you will. Um, but everything wasn't black and white and literal back in the early Christian communities. So anyhow, uh, I just wanted to give that uh, discourse, I wanted this to be a lot shorter, but uh, it's quite a lot to explain, quite a bit to talk about, and um, just wanted to give folks a little bit of a background on the Arantia book, Um, let everyone know that I will be returning to the search for peri-Arantian phenomenon, and... um, I do want to have, uh, I, I want to do a little different with the channel because I do want to have some guests on the show. Uh, getting back to some of those uh, Zoom guest interviews, especially where this subject is concerned. And I have some really interesting ideas, some very interesting people that I'm talking to. I want to continue with the ITC work. That's the foundation uh of this channel so again all this goes into um, just really doing research that I think is valuable and important and uh, taking paranormal research and ITC research to a place where I don't see a lot of other people taking it and I've always wondered why if you're talking to deceased souls why not see if you can connect with the light is it possible you could get a word from an angel, you know, or, you know, some higher celestial being? It's all very interesting and curious to me. So I hope everyone will like what's coming up. I have some great ideas uh, that I want to implement for this channel and just really broaden the horizons of this research and, um, just have it out there for those who come across it, those who are researching and hopefully find something valuable here that resonates with you and maybe confirms your faith. So I thank you for listening to this discourse on uh, Pariorentian phenomenon and I will see you in the next upload and the next ITC session. God bless everyone. 
stay in the light, stay in love.